0: Welcome to the Full Circle Podcast, with Julie, Glenn, and Phil. You are now tuned in to the Full Circle Frequency.
1: Hi, I'm Meg Barra and you're listening to the Full Circle
2: Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. That was May Welcome. Carissa Borough from one of our pre- previous episodes. Thank you, May, for that. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Yeah. Um, wow, it's been a few weeks. Good evening, Glenn. Good evening, Julie.
3: Hello there, Phil.
0: Hi there,
4: Phil. Hi, Glenn.
0: Hi, Julie. How are you both? It's been a funny old week this week. How have you? How are you both? How have you found it?
4: Okay, steady, steady week this week. Yeah, not too bad.
0: Yep. Good. Yeah, better good.
4: towards yeah Thursday, Friday. Okay. good. Yeah. Right. Okay, mm.
0: that ties in nicely with the conversation that we were having, Glenn. It does. Yeah. In ah. fact, um, I had a I've had a
3: really good week up until Wednesday evening, and that's when things changed. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I'm speaking about energetically. Um, all of a sudden, it felt like um, everything was placed on pause. I had experienced some uh, head pressure, like headaches. My eyes were starting to uh, hurt as well, the backs of my eyes. Mm-hmm. And although I had lots of things to do, my guides stepped in and this they told, well, they didn't tell me, they advised me that it would be in my best interest to just um, take some time out, relax, and this will allow me to recalibrate. And so since Thursday, and in fact today, that's what I've been doing, and
0: nice.
3: like you say, Phil, that ties in with the pre-show conversation. had yeah, that, definitely,
0: and that word that that word recalibrating, Glen. F- I, I totally resonate with that from this week, um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then f- yesterday and today, starting to feel a lot better, <laughs> but. but mm through that throughout the week I've I hurt my foot so I've not been able to walk so oh. um I mean that's no that's a physical thing but yeah. I've been I was taken out of action um just tired tired I've not yeah. been swimming I've not been getting up for swimming I think um, it's
4: been one of those weeks where you've got the motivation but you can't seem to do it you yeah, want you want yeah. to do things mm-hmm. but uh, you just feel that you you know you need to rest
0: Definitely today say. feel I feel a lot better feel really positive today and and I'm aware that today is a really big day for uh, instant manifestation as well so Mm -hmm. I wonder what people have been manifesting today and then tomorrow (laughs) tomorrow in the weekend um should bring a lot of clarity and realizations from from the week as well Mm -hmm. so so yeah yeah and I didn't
4: hear that pre-conversation did I I wasn't here either so uh... no no yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it all ties in.
0: Have you had a? Have you had? So, is there anything you want to share about your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Julie? Or
4: well, I was not? busy because, I, as you know, I'm quite high energy, so I was doing my usual thing. I had a rest Monday night, actually. Um, I felt like I, I didn't want to do anything. I would normally have gone out Monday, Tuesday I was out, Wednesday was out, but Thursday I was sort of not really wanting to do very much. Today, I've had a slow start, but once I got going, I was fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I
0: feel normal now, as normal as I can be.
4: As normal <laughs> as you can be. Do you know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Individually, uh, yeah. What did I say to somebody the other day? Um, I can't remember. It has <laughs> Is gone. it gone? Yeah. <laughs> Indiv- something like individually normal, but it wasn't that But on those those lines, a different word. Uniquely, it was uniquely (laughs) normal. Yes. I like that. That's good. Yeah. So moving on um, to tonight's episode, um, we have a fantastic guest who we met last October at Mm. the Mansfield Mind, Body and Spirit show. And actually, you know, one of the most entertaining spiritual mediums that I've had the pleasure of watching in action um so a spiritual medium a professional tea leaf reader so tassiographer i would mm. say um please welcome um all the way from i don't know where she's from uh please welcome joanne cesar <laughs> <Thank
2: you. laughs>
0: Joanne.
1: thank you for inviting
0: me you're welcome joanne please tell us where you're from i'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna
1: be so well, intrigued I am originally from thorn south yorkshire and i have recently moved from thorn south yorkshire over to the other side of doncaster so i'm based in mexborough now right
0: okay okay that's not far from me really from from where i live so that's good Lovely, and Joe, you're not at the next mind, body, spirit, are you? We were talking about that the mm. other week. Uh, this week, you're not there. This in April, are you?
1: No, I'm not at the April one. There was something else I'd already got in my diary, unfortunately. But yeah. I will be at the October one.
0: Brilliant. Good. So mm. we hope Fantastic. to see you face to face for that one again. The then October. One. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Joe, you've got many many years of experience reading um being a medium and working with clients um can we take you back to how that all started can we take can we ask you about your your own spiritual awakening and 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 how that happened Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah i i had no choice in having a spiritual awakening i didn't have any inklings i was a child um I was really lucky to be the granddaughter of a spiritualist medium and healer, and um, when I was three years old, I have vivid memories of standing with my nana, I was stood in front of the fire as she was sat in the armchair, and I had a funny feeling come over me. And um, what I was unaware of at the age of three is that I gone into altered State and spirits were using me to deliver a message to my grandmother uh, Mm. about the circumstances in which my granddad had passed away on a submarine as it had done its first test dive in 1943. Um, So I didn't have any choice. I do know now, all these years later, that I um, used to see all I used to see light energy, um, sort of springing from uh, the palms of my hands and the tips of my hands, and I could see it in my nana, and other people, um, my nana's friends when they were together. It was like being in a in a fuzzy rainbow all the time because the energy was wonderful. But I could see it as a child, um, and really what happened to me was the reverse of an awakening because as I had to spend more time in the, the real world, I had to switch it off.
4: Mm, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How so, did, so how it
0: was did neutral? Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm.
0: Can I ask how you did that? How did you, meant? how did you switch it off? Because I've always thought that having, having being open to energy, being open to spirit, being able to see auras and things like that, I've always yes. thought it's it's almost like taking the taking the matrix pill and once mm. you've had it you can't go back. So is it a yeah. case of is it a case of um blocking mentally blocking things or
1: Absolutely mentally blocking but also some conditioning by the people around me. Um You know, they didn't want to know, they didn't want to hear. And this is family Mm. members. Uh, The real supporter I had was my my grandma, my nana, um, and her crowd of friends from the spiritualist church. Uh, My dad was an atheist. My granddad was Catholic and didn't believe Mm. in any of the spiritual woo-woo stuff. Um, And my mum has never... Embrace that I could do this, right? Um, so it was a case of switching it off to be to be able to to conform to the rest of society.
2: Um, mm. yeah, it's know? difficult, isn't it? Yeah.
1: About forget I've forgotten more than I know.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah,
4: I can relate to some of that, uh, Joanne. Yeah, with the family things there, the Catholic, and um, sort of trying to conform and fit in.
3: It was good to have there is a
1: lot of There's a lot of pressure to conform. Yeah. Uh, yes. There is a lot of pressure to conform. But then again, I do believe that we are here on Earth to have a human experience as well. Yes. yes. And if I have gone round in my own little world, yes, I could have done some wonderful things with that energy that I could see and I could interpret and I could channel. But on the other hand, my
4: human experience wouldn't have been the same i agree yeah mm, interesting
0: and do you think ultimately we are here for that for that human experience
4: i, I think we are yeah no, i beg your pardon i
1: didn't catch that
0: i said do you ultimately do you think that's what we're here for to to have that human experience and and i, I suppose oh. remember who we are who we absolutely. are as, as light beings
1: absolutely Yeah. to um to work back towards our spiritual self.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: perfectly it. um, It's one of those things where we can look back in hindsight and say, why didn't I have this as a child? But actually, you wouldn't it understand mm. it, you wouldn't appreciate it, you wouldn't love it and embrace it the same way. Um, you know, you've got, to, you've got to evolve, you've got to be tested, you've got to be challenged, crucified. I like
3: mm. the term crucifixion because life is a series of crucifixions.
1: Yeah,
3: mm. yeah, yeah. It reveals who you are, who you
0: truly are. Mm. Um, I think, yeah. When you said when you talked about crucifixions there, Joanne, I what I had in my mind then was that series. So you said series of crucifixions. I I, I went to a series of what cycles and beginnings, and yeah. so beginnings that, and that, that crucifixion, that death is the end of yeah. that cycle, isn't it? And the beginning of a new one,
2: mm. yeah.
1: Um, in the teachings of oh, is it Birch White, White Eagle? Um, he talks about life being a series of crucifixions and um, it, it being about that ultimate crucifixion where you go, hang on a minute. You can't hurt me anymore. So mm. whether that's within a relationship with an, in, 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 an individual, with mm. communities, um, mm. and being ostracized or, or yeah. vilified, you learn to let go because you know that your spiritual self can't be hurt.
4: Yeah, that's yeah, a beautiful
1: you know, that way of putting it. You know, not of you can't, can't be hurt anymore. Uh And it is getting to the point of having so much life experience that when you have the next challenge come up, it's like you look at it and you go, well, that can't hurt me. That can't hurt me any more than the other experience I've just had.
4: Yeah, and that's because Um, the ego's not there anymore, isn't it, when you're back to yourself there.
1: Yeah. So there is no ego, Um, so you can't
4: be affected by it.
1: There's, There's also the thing about the wise man says nothing knows to say nothing mm-hmm. uh, yeah. not to pass opinions not to pass judgment yeah. uh, and not to discriminate um and i do believe that this series of crucifixions that we go through we we sort of review how do i want to be how do i want to be approached by other people mm. and it's around that you know treat your neighbor as you would want to be treated yourself um
3: But you do become more compassionate because
0: you wouldn't want somebody else to go through that
4: crucifixion you've just been through. Yeah, totally aligned. That does. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was uh, uh, yeah deep, wasn't it? Deep, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm, But it's right. It's uh, it'll make everyone think that. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Um, Joe, Joanne, sorry, carry on (laughs) (laughs) because we kind of. Took you off on a different tangent then, um, and you were talking about talking about your own your own awakening and life path,
4: <laughs> which was very early on. Uh, yeah, from the age of three. So uh.
1: yeah, well, I think all the the, the understanding of, of that what I've just been talking about it does go back to my reawakening, um, because my first love when I I left home at eighteen to go to college, well, from being in my teens, I'd gone to church spiritualist churches Um, but when I left home at 18 and went to college I started going to Southport Church and an elderly gentleman there took me under his wing and his interest was philosophy and that's where I really was inspired with the philosophy of spiritualism and to be honest I never actually, I never wanted to be a medium, I wanted to be able to. to, to stand up and speak on behalf of spirit in terms of philosophy and philosophical address, ah, and I is also amazing. wanted to to do to channel healing because I found that a wonderful, wonderful experience, uh, an incredible experience of bonding with other humans, um, mm. and it was by default that I I became a medium when one day uh, I I was twenty two nearly 23 years old and uh, I was in Woking Spiritualist Church because I lived there and the president turned around uh, in response to the medium not arriving and somebody said who's going to do the service and he said it's okay Joanne, I'll do it Uh, and I stood there and turned around and looked for another (laughs) Joanne (laughs) and there wasn't one (laughs) Uh, and it it was because of Harry Lassiter that I was you know, I was thrust into, um, into mediumship. The yeah. mm. And the um, And I've never looked back, really. So, you know, God bless Harry Lasseter for that. Um, uh-huh. Because I would never willingly put my hand up and volunteered.
4: Meant to be. Yeah.
0: Wow. So th- your path then, Joe, has well, been quite um so it's been a long one 30 years 30 years reading and working in mediumship Am I, um, is it 30 years or no uh, over, th- over 30 years
1: i'm breaking into year
0: 33 <laughs> right okay how was that how was <laughs> oh,
1: that's, that's terrifying because i don't i don't think i'm that old
0: <laughs> well that would make you what 36 now or? Oh no. no!
1: since I since I first did platform mediumship—that's thirty-three years. <laughs> yeah, we're talking fifty-two for the rest.
0: Right. Okay. How was? How yeah. have you evolved over over that over those years of being working as a medium? How do you how do you feel that you have evolved? Um,
1: I think probably the best example is. Um, I have evolved to the point where I do listen to my inner voice, I don't question it anymore but if I, if I go back to being, um, something happened when I was 17 years old I was in Doncaster and a lady stopped me, an older lady and she stopped me and said are you a teacher? I said oh no I'm only 17 <laughs> and then when i got to college and was living um, on the outskirts of Liverpool a young man stopped me, so I'd only be 18, 19 then. And he stopped me right in the street. He stood in front of me and said, are you a teacher?
2: <laughs> and Again. I was like, what? What?
1: Um, and then all the off through my life, I've had times where people have quite little, complete strangers have stopped me and said, are you a teacher? And I used to think, God, I hope I don't look like a teacher. That means I've got that full-marmish face. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've got that look. And mm-hmm. It was 2005. I was in a spiritualist church and a chap who I didn't know stood waiting for me as I was leaving the church. He stood in front of me, it blocked my way, and I thought, oh,
2: Not that's again."
1: i <laughs> And he said, are you a teacher? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, do you know, I've been asked that so many times. The answer is now, yes, what are you looking to be taught? Brilliant. And he said, I have been told that I would find a teacher here to develop my trans and transfiguration mediumship. Mm. And I said, well, I've never done that before, but I trust spirit enough to tell me what to do. And I'll tell you what, he's one of the best trance and transfiguration mediums I've ever seen. Amazing. I used to sit there weeping because it was so beautiful. Um, So I have learned, I've evolved (laughs) to listen to the signs and signals. (laughs) Um, And since 2005-ish, I have thoroughly enjoyed teaching um, and I would never ever have said that I was going to be a teacher mm. Never. there you go but it's like spirit knew and they just allowed people random people who were not involved in spiritualism, to spot that within me mm. and so in, in that sort of uh, growth that personal growth something that I've always remembered from that and taken from that is that we always see qualities in other people that they do not see in themselves.
4: That's very true. So yeah. part yeah. of my
1: teaching role mm. is not just giving them the skills to do whatever aspect of mediumship or um, energy work we're doing. It's about making sure that that whole person grows. It certainly is. And yeah. it becomes mm. what, what they are intended to be on this earth. Um, and I always bear that in mind, that my students are not, they don't just come to a class. We we start to look at their whole life mm. because everything needs to be in balance and, and grow in balance. Um, so, yeah, it, it's about listening, watching for the signs. Uh, to be honest, after... 33, uh, you know, 32 years of, of doing demonstrations going into year 33, I, I get to the point now where I'm working for spirit. I'm working for spirit. The best way I can deliver evidence is to give their character. And I do know that for a good 20 years, I was too worried about what the chairperson would say, what the committee would say, mm. what that. Organization, umbrella organization for the churches would say,
2: Hmm.
1: or what people in the congregation would say. And now at this point, do you know what? I don't care. Hmm. If Spirit wants me to say it, I'll say it. If Spirit influenced me with a a particular mannerism, I'll do it. I do draw mm. the line at breaking wind and picking my nose. <laughs>
2: so I, still
1: do, it. I still do it sometimes and I'm still talking to a lady in a congregation and I've got my finger up my
2: nose
1: <laughs> and, and I go, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry and she'll say, oh no, it's all right, he used to do that while he was just talking. to yeah. you." <laughs> <laughs> so now I just go with it and I go with just the flow. allow spirit to use my whole self as a puppet
2: <laughs> do you, do you get their message
1: across. and this is this is the biggest part of of what I've learned is that you know yes, it does take all thoughts in life, but those all thoughts in life here on the earth are mirrored in spirit yeah so mm. you know if I'm going to be their advocate, then I have to deliver that message the best way I can, which is truthfully, mm. yeah.
3: Do you find oh, there, Joanne, as well that um, some of the communicators that do want to come through you use um, quite coarse language, and they would have done when they was on the, you know, on the Earth plane. And
1: Absolutely, ha- but I've got to be honest. When I'm working, I, I, I don't swear when I'm working. But you know, in day-to-day life, <laughs>
2: you
1: know, yeah. when when the heating breaks down, when the toilet backs up.
3: Said, oh, yes. It just slips out. The air in here
1: is blue. <laughs> um, so, so, The spirit knows that I swear, um, and I must be honest. I, I had one character, beautiful, beautiful boy, um, in spirit, and I went to see his mum. And um, unbeknownst to me, her son was in spirit. Uh, bless him. He had been diagnosed with Tourette when he was eight years old. Oh wow! And. She had a, a, a slope, the driveway was an, on an upward slope to the four steps up to the front door. It was a death trap. <laughs> <laughs> and I knocked on the door and as she opened it, I went to fall backwards and she grabbed my, my jacket and I grabbed the handrail and these expletives came out of my mouth and she went, oh, he's here, is he?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic,
1: <laughs> But the story was, he'd actually... Come to the house one day under the influence of alcohol, and exactly the same had happened. But she missed his jacket, and he fell backwards down the stairs onto the or down the steps onto the driveway. Oh,
2: wow!
1: And yes. so we were just reenacting, um, and that was that was wonderful because his mum said, "No, it, it's the pattern of the swear words and what name he called." which relative is
2: <laughs>
1: and I, And do you know what? If we'd have had a swear, a swear kid, we could have gone away to Egypt for a, for a while. <laughs> There'd have <laughs> been a lot in the,
4: in the, in the kitty. You know,
1: but, but it's the character. Definitely. If, if I sanitise, if somebody had a rough and ready granddad, an earthy man, who swore a lot, moderate swear words, if I sanitised that, they sit there
2: and go. That's not my granddad. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He
1: didn't talk like
4: that. Mm. It's not a true, you no. true reflection of the self, it, is it? it, it, it mm. Yeah, yeah. It, you've got to keep be it a tr- true to to the you know the person that's coming through, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm. You have to be, don't you? You've got to be true, true to yeah, that person that's through their character. Just yeah. reminded me of. Mm. um my mum used to be a minister as as we know and she did many, many funerals in the past. And there was one gentleman that she was doing um the, the a funeral for. And part of that talk was uh, the family said, Oh, he's been to prison, he's been in trouble yeah. with the law, um, he was drunk, it was it was um this, it was that. So my mum had to basically say it had a colourful past. (laughs) (laughs) Very diplomatic. Yeah, yeah. Just reminded me of that then, but... (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: And and we do, to you know... Come on, if we're not true to spirit, if we're not working purely for spirit, then we're doing them a discredit. um, A a lot of... A lot of spirit. You know, they manipulate their families to find a you Know to go to a particular medium, um, but if the spirit are doing that and then I'm sanitizing what they say, I am doing a discredit, and the spirit will go, Oh, we don't want to talk, we don't want to use her no more,
2: mm.
1: you know. Yeah, but the, other, the other side of it, where am I going to get my fun
2: in
1: life <laughs> <laughs> if it's not through? They coming coming and telling me these tales, um, you know, because the other side of that is not just the coarseness; it's, it's the bonkersness of some some of the things that they tell me um, as, as evidence. And it's like, you know, the, <laughs> there should have been more theories like Father Ted.
0: <laughs> oh, I used to love that. Oh, just wait until I'm gonna get a born. drink.
2: <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> yeah. But you know,
1: standing in a church and I'm stood there, I'm going, stood a coffin on its end to get out of the door. <laughs> and the woman went, Oh yeah and I'm thinking that is outrageous. <laughs> 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 so I know as well, you know, with this with this growth, this personal growth, the dafter it is, the more likely it is to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. So, so never to avoid it. Um. Yeah, the, the other thing that I've learned actually, this is really important. Anybody who's listening who um, is in development, you know, I've had to learn to be really strict about when I'm open to work and when I'm closed mm, and which yeah. rooms of the house are allowed in. And no, there's only me. This is my steering wheel in this car. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> just totally because you used to drive buses mm. and you miss it or you used to drive fast cars, you know, you're a bit of a boy racer, you are not coming and driving my car as we're on our way to church or to go and talk to your
2: mm. mum or your
1: sister. <laughs> um, so I'm quite quite strict about where and how and when spirit can
2: um,
1: can, can how, how, um, wiggle inward mm-hmm. and have a chat. But I don't mm-hmm. even have a, I don't know. I have chat outwardly to spirit. I don't wait for the answer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause my chats are usually run.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you have to be quite firm then. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Give them an inch and they'll take a mile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: setting Um, those personal boundaries you know I I have have
1: so much love for spirit and I am I'm quite tough I don't cry a lot but that's to do with my own crucifixions in life Um, but when spirit comes through I I soften and I feel those emotions and sometimes Mm. with spirit I cry with joy. sometimes with them I I'm crying at the tragedy of their passing. I'm crying at the mm, tragedy yeah. of uh, their granddaughter's life experience that they're trying to get me to talk about and, and help guide her and convince her that this love has never died, you know, that love bond still exists. And so, I, you know, that, that love I have for spirit is, is different to the love that I have for humans. I have a care for humans. Yeah. But my love yeah. for spirit is
4: um, so intense. Yeah, I, I can relate to that as mm. well. I get quite emotional with healing and uh, empathic picking things up. Yeah. So I can relate to that. Uh,
3: yeah. With some of the um, the stories that you've had to share with your clients there, Joanne, um, I'm sure at some stage... There's, when you've been receiving that information from your spirit team, you've thought, "I can't say that. I can't say that." But you've said it anyway because you trust mm. them implicitly. And um, uh,
1: uh, absolutely, absolutely. it's afterwards, I'll, I'll do it. Um, you know, I had a son who passed away in a road traffic accident. So what happens is, spirit goes, "Oh, she understands this. She knows about this. We'll yeah. send her that other mum, and we'll send her that dad, and we'll send her that, that mm. sister." And sometimes part of that evidence is quite graphic. Yeah. Mm. Um, And I don't do it whilst the client's with me, it's when they've gone and I just look up heavenward and and go, Mm. why? Why do you think I am strong enough to do this? Um, And there are some that really stick with me, but because I'm from a social work background, I understand yeah. the value of talking therapy. Mm. So there is a lady that I go to as, um, as and when. Uh, I haven't seen her for a couple of years, but it, it was something like every four, five, six months, something like that. Yeah. And I would go and have a counselling session, and I would purge how I feel about being given these stories to relay, and um, because. I can imagine, um, you know, for somebody who has not had a lot of life experience, it could be the precursor to something like post-traumatic stress disorder Mm. because you're carrying the burden for somebody else, and it is shocking. Mm. And when you have those clairvoyant um, flashes. And that's all I have because I'm clairsentient predominantly. Then mm. I'm clairaudient and and clairvoyant is my my weakest out okay. out of the three. Um, but those flashes and you see these images and it is just like whoa. Mm. Um, every now and then I watch a really gritty, violent thriller on the telly. I don't like them, but I watch them to desensitize myself a little bit.
3: Yeah.
2: All right. Mm.
3: Uh, I wouldn't choose to
0: watch them. I'd rather watch Court <laughs> Midwife. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I do I like a bit of Vera to be honest. Vera. <laughs> <laughs> um Joanne, so yes, you are the creator of um the talking teacups.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which have I have seen your vast array of
1: yeah, we saw them, mix didn't and match we?
0: teacups. Can you tell yeah. us about? Can you tell us about the talking teacups?
1: Yeah, the talking teacups, Absolutely love them. Um, some people think I'm raving bonkers, but I think I'm probably the most sane woman. Some people talk to cats. <laughs> some people have a budgie and talk to budgie. I have got over four hundred Uh No, four 400- like hundred individual styles of tea cup. I've then got lots more that are mm. duplicates and the rest of tea sets and things like that. Um, I followed in my, my Nana's footsteps. Uh, I went into tea leaf reading because I knew out on the mind-body-spirit circuit, I, I could thrive as uh, what, what I call a straight medium with no devices, no mm. cards, no tools of the trade. Except people, when they come to the mind, body, spirit, want to see the cards and the pendulum and things like that. Um, So what I did is uh, I sent a thought up to my my nana saying, come on, Raya, I need a gimmick. I need a hook. And uh, the following week, I was taken away to a very nice restaurant by my then partner. And um, that's where, at breakfast time, when the waitress brought the tea, but no tea strainer, Um, that's when I was inspired to do the tea leaf reading. And not having Mm -hmm. done one, Um, I actually, you know, he poured the tea and said, oh, there's no strainer. I said, oh, ha, ha, ha. Just drink it down. I'll read your tea leaves. And, um, I'll say to this day, I found out more in 10 minutes from that teacup than I had from him in the previous 18 months. And that mm, was the begin- wow. beginning of the end of that relationship. Mm, wow. mm-hmm. um, but I decided, yes, tea leaf reading, that's it. I'm going to do that. There's nobody else on the circuit doing it. Um, and then there was all this thought about would it be accepted and what needed. And what dawned on me was that the audience my grandmother had served was much more naive, less worldly-wise than we are now. <clears throat> so I decided that the tea leaf reading needed more layers of mystery adding to it. Mm-hmm. And that came about predominantly in the form of um, the client choosing the teacup. So the different shapes, the different sizes, mm. um, the different mm. patterns and designs and colors. And what I found well, very, very quickly realized is that these cups each started to symbolize their own story or symbolize an archetype or a character or an emotion, evoke an emotion in me. So I started collecting teacups, doing more and more, uh, tested it online. Uh, with people in different countries, tested it with uh, students, just anybody. My sister, would like to sit down, pick a cup, and I could tell, I could tell them just from the cups without putting the tea leaves in what was happening for them. So I, uh, I can either do a reading with one teacup or we can pick two. Uh, the first one being the current situation, and the second being the outcome, how we address what we're dealing with at the moment um so i developed it and developed it and then i actually thought it needs registration needs registering so it's registered uh uh, the talking teacups as a trademark as a style and as a unique style of psychic reading as well um the talking teacups uh, It is supposed to be going into a book, and I've got to be honest, I'm stuck on a cup. And it's not that I'm stuck on knowing the interpretation of the cup, it is where I am personally at in my life, and I need to push through this little bit of my life to be able to talk fully and openly and compassionately about this cup, Mm -hmm. because it actually makes me quite angry when I look at it (laughs) 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 but the the talking teacups they they become part of a one-to-one tea leaf reading I take the talking teacups out with me I've got something coming up in the next uh, next week Um, I'm doing a fundraising afternoon tea for a little community centre up the road from me Um, you know there's going to be 24 people there having afternoon tea And then me and the teacups are going to make them, you know, just laugh their heads off because they just want (laughs) to be insane. (laughs) Uh, But having said that, the talking teacups do sometimes bring very serious messages. Mm. So sometimes we have some real jollity, some real, you know, some real belly laughs with them. Um, And then sometimes the story that they hold can be really sad uh, really challenging, um, and for some people, really, actually, really worrying. And as an ex-social worker, I'm going to say really worrying mm-hmm. uh, in a professional. You know, with me, with my a professional outlook as well. Um, let's give an example. Um, it's a while ago now, but I was doing a a, a reading with the teacup and. Thankfully, they were, uh, it was a party night, but it was a one-to-one. And this lady came in to me, and I had to say to her, if you don't address your parenting, and address it pretty quick, I am very close to phoning social services. And uh, Do you know what? She took it on the chin, mm. this lady. Oh. You Know this is how serious the message can be. Mm. Um, mm. But having said that, if I read the tarot cards, the tarot cards are exactly the same. I think it's something to do with the social work path as to what I'm able to pick up mm. psychically and spiritually. Yeah, um, but yeah, the talking teacups, they're fun. If ever you get a chance to, um, to witness them, you know, there are. Um, lots of events I take the people to, not just mind, body, spirit, but there are things that the public can join in that are ticketed either at churches or community centres and things. Um, they're always advertised and promoted on Madam Bazaar on Facebook, uh, which is my, obviously my Facebook page. Um, and it's always there's how to get tickets and how you can get there and things. Um, so, I, I, you know, they're great, they're great fun.
4: They're great,
1: yeah. it. But yeah. as I say, there's a serious side to them. And there's also the fact that they were created as a layer of mystery to add mm-hmm. to the the truth of the tea leaf readings that I was doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And now they're actually a stand, I can use them as a stand alone. Um, but the Talking Teacups will be at next October. Um, Mind, Body,
4: Spirit.
3: Yes. Madfield,
1: yeah. Mind, Body, right. Spirit. Mm-hmm.
3: Am I right in saying, Joanne, that uh, traditional tea leaf reading there's um, certain rituals that you have to follow, like the way that you turn the cup, the way that you yeah. you turn the leaves over the cup over? Um, could you expand a little bit on that for our listeners, please?
1: Yeah, when I when I do a tea leaf reading, um, actually, let's start at the beginning. Okay. If we're doing the talking teacups, the teacups are all there for you to choose from, and. I could ask you to choose with your eyes. So if you choose with your eyes and you pick the one that's most attractive to you, then you're telling me what you want to talk about. But I have a technique of making you stand there. Close your eyes, take a deep breath in. And as you breathe out, you look at the cup and one will jump out at you. And that's the one that we need to talk about. Mm. They're usually different, very different. Yeah. Okay. But in that time that I'm asking you to stand still, what I'm doing, I stand closest to you, and from my aura, I project into your auric field all my knowledge of those interpretations of those cups, and that's how you know which one to pick to talk about.
3: Wow, that's fascinating.
1: Because I've infused that knowledge in a split second and in a split second you've received it um, and you know which cup to pick. To make it even harder, um, I go mentally, I don't point to them, but I number the cup and I'll say, just pick me a number. And then at the same time that I'm saying, just pick me a number, I am feeding to you the number, the cup, the meaning, energetically for you to choose They have never, ever been wrong. Never.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. That's That's Um, fascinating.
1: And uh, they—when did I start on the circuit with them? Two thousand and thirteen. I started on the circuit with them. Right. And they've never been wrong. And the more cups I put in, I can get people to pick from (laughs) fifty cups. Never been wrong. So then what we do is we take that cup and saucer. Um, there are people who say, oh, you've got to make a whole cup of tea and drink it down. No, we'd be there forever. And at some venue, <laughs> the caterers are going to be up in arms if I'm giving people cups of tea. <laughs> so, um, so it's just a little bit of tea, a little bit of water. I give some instructions just for clearing your mind, for uh, just putting... All those troubles, worries, concerns, everything that is blocking, stopping you from channeling that pure energy to have the life that you're supposed to have, put it all in the cup um, and just chill a little bit. Now, even at that point, some people start to weep because mm. they feel unburdened, yeah. but turn the cup over. Again, other people will argue, you've got to turn it three times, circle it three times to the left, to, you know, stand on one leg, shake your hands with your head. No! You can move it if you want to. You can leave it where it is. If people move the cup, what they do is they drop tea on the outside edge and pick up on the outside edge. How I read that outside edge of the cup is all about other people, right. boundaries with other people and relationships with other people. Um, so that's just changing that story a little bit. It doesn't essentially change what you're leaving on the side from the bottom of the cup, mm. which is all about you. So when I go the TV reading, the tea, what's in the tea? I'm looking for... Uh, something. If, I'm, uh, if somebody comes to my house, I look a lot deeper uh, and use a different layout. Um, If I'm at a a mind, body, spirit, I'm looking for past, present, future, Mm. what's what's happening around home, um, significant characters who were in your life to establish who you are right now, Mm. Um, your morals, principles and values I can find from the bottom of the cup. Um, But also I'm looking for portraits of your loved ones in spirit. And um, that is beautiful. Um, we might have the same portrait from different angles, same uh, spirits from different angles, different places in the court to say, I was here with you at this time. I'm here with you now. I'll be here with you mm-hmm. in the future. Um, down in the bottom chain, I was just, I was really significant, had a significant role to play in their early years. Um, and that is lovely to see. Um, as I'm reading, sometimes, spirit gate crash and the
2: reading
1: becomes <laughs> all spiritual so and then I'm do. saying can I, can I just have a look at the T V No <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of it, of that. Um, And it, and it's absolutely lovely but what happens is that design and design of the cup and the symbolism of the cup and sometimes the saucer as well, if it's a decorated saucer, all becomes part of the reading. Mm, so yeah. the reading is very psychic and Spiritual, and it's very rare that I do a reading, a, a tea leaf reading, that doesn't have spirit
2: involved
1: mm. in that conversation. Very good. Mm. Yeah. So, in a nutshell, that's a tea leaf reading
3: go Yeah, that sounds a wonderful experience. People are really getting uh, their value there with you, and it sounds to me like you go beyond as well to give them that extra.
1: Yeah. I, I do. I, I do. Actually, I had a, a client the other day, and he said to me, I've had loads of tarot readings. He said, but you're really serious, aren't you? And I just looked at him, and I said, you've just paid a lot of money for me to give you guidance. I don't need to tell you that somebody's lost the wedding ring or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's girlfriend's fallen out you know, and they've fallen out. And I said, we're not, we are not talking that, I'm not talking about divorces and, no, it's about, you've come here uh, to have mm. advice and support and guidance about you and where you're going in life. And I said, I think that's what I've given you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and I don't, you know, sometimes spirit wants to, when I do reading, spirit wants to come in and gossip. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's just great. Just but, the you know the the healings the readings I do they the the way I want to do them is about catharsis about deep healing bringing the end to patterns uh, destructive patterns or less than helpful patterns of behaviour and a bright future leading to a bright future. Mm. Those are the sort of readings I want to do. Mm. Um, You know, I can take somebody from being in in their early years and life experiences in their early years to now and help them identify the patterns that need to be broken. And that's why they're coming to me Mm. to help identify that pattern that's blocking them.
3: That's a really. Having
1: a a bright future.
3: That's a really responsible role that you have. Yeah. And so, um, with you saying earlier that, that. sometimes you need to have that time out in order to um to unload all that information oh. and all that energy that you carry for your clients I, I think that was really important that you yeah. mentioned that yeah, yeah.
1: I think you know, I, I think that all med- anybody who's a media should find some sort of outlet uh, for you know some talking therapy to discharge to decompress the other thing that makes me really, really fortunate, being a trans medium, I, um, one of my students, we decided that we were going to team up as a, a trans duo, um, but a bit like we spiritual in to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, not everybody likes us because we're both very direct, and so that allows spirit to come through and be very direct in their message and, um, and their communication. Um, so when um, that's Annette Perry with my trans buddy when we're, we're sat together and, and Annette's going into trance and I I can ask all sorts of questions but yeah. first of all I, I sit there and wait to be told off <laughs> and chastise <laughs> and then I'm praised <laughs> and then I am told about at least half a dozen carrots that been put on a stick for an s to you know, <laughs> try and mm. uh, sniff, never mind eat. Um, <laughs> and so we have, you know, so I, I'm really blessed that I can have a professional counsellor to help me decompress, help the human yeah. side of me come to terms with the work that I do. But I've also got the encouragement that um, and the support of the spirit team but it it's you know the voice comes come direct to me um, and that is that is great and that is where I am so lucky is that I've got access to a team of higher spirits uh, not just my day you know my I call them my day to day my regular team
2: yeah.
1: of guides helpers and inspirers that are around me on a daily
2: basis mm.
1: um So I'm lucky, but there is no reason why other mediums can't strive for that. Um, Having said that, I have for a long time been known as a medium's medium. A lot of mediums come to me, um, and I sort of take on that role. So it's a bit mental mental guide, listener, counsellor. and I don't mind doing that at all because if we're all in, if we're all in good condition, if we're all in a positive yeah. frame of mind mm. as mediums, we can do some incredible work. It's if too- we're unwell, then that's where the messages start to skew a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: How you've how you've explained how you work, Joanne, and your ethics. I, I suppose to me that's that's the sign of, of a true spiritual life coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So.
1: But I've never labeled myself as one. Like I don't label myself as an international medium. I feel that, um, if I said, you know, if I say I'm an international medium, I think that's self-limiting because I'm actually intergalactic.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, um, so I'm not, yes, in easy-to-understand terms, spiritual coaching. But actually, it's more than that. Yes. It's more than that, yeah. Um,
3: can I just touch yeah. upon your your channeling spirit there as well, Joanne? Can I say that
1: again? Thomas.
3: Can I just touch upon the channeling uh, of spirit that you do, you know, in trance? Yeah. Now, to my okay. knowledge, um, there's a great deal of preparation involved with that, and also keeping yourself protected as well, because rogue energies mm. yeah. can sneak in, and if the conditions aren't right in the room as well with the the um, the audience, then that can have an impact on your physical self as well as your psychological <laughs> self.
1: Uh, that that that's actually a very pertinent comment to make. Because Annette and I were in an environment which was quite hostile. Yeah. And, um, um, by gun, the impact it had on us. Mm. Um, it really, really rattled us. and um, we did, we went and we did what we did for spirit. Um, uh, we know that what we did was true to spirit. Um, um, yeah, even now, just thinking about it, I just get a little bit of palpitation. Mm, okay. um, so the hostility, yeah, the the nature of the audience is something that you can't um, you you can't manage, unless we could hypnotise them all.
2: <laughs>
1: then you're going to have somebody who sat there and they're going, but they're just listening, you know, for um, those trans mediums who work. Uh, the, the control, who has the heavy accent, yeah. Uh, they're sat there waiting for the accent to break and go, told you, told you <laughs> and um, you know, and um, so they're, they're looking for criticism and I've seen some wonderful, wonderful trans mediums and there's always somebody in the audience turns around and goes, oh well that was crap oh, sorry, that was rubbish <laughs> you know, and I think oh my god, well let's Hope that you can do it better, sunshine.
4: Yeah, mm.
1: true. You know, relate to that. Looking, for criticism. Mm. Um, I am very strict when it comes to my students. They are, um, they are not to go into trance. They can go in deep meditation when they're on their own, but they're not to go into, into trance conditions without um, somebody else with them. Yeah. Um, Annette and I, we can both be in trance at the same time. Only when we have a third person to act as a chairperson and to ground us, help ground us. So it has to be somebody that we really, truly trust. Um, And for the time being, the only person that that, that fits that bill is my sister, Mm. who doesn't like doing it. (laughs) 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 She's not a medium. Um, Mm. So, you know, it it is really hard. and the difference with trans, trans and transfiguration now is, uh, compared to the old days, we we can do it in natural light. We can do it in artificial light. We don't have to do it in the dark. We don't have to do it uh, with uh, red light. Yeah. Because we're working on a, you know, and as an I know, we are working on a different vibration. Um, and we've been able to to see that ectoplasm building in natural light. So there's a, a lot of change needs to come with with understanding about exactly what protection means. And um, mm, I am a great believer yeah. that if your intentions are absolutely true and you've had that conversation with spirit before you've taken time for a conversation with spirit before and to do that melding and linking with yeah. with your team beforehand they know exactly where you're coming from you know what they're trying to get over which is yeah. basically love yeah. healing and fascinating they will they will look after you your team will. your spirit team yeah. will look after you
0: um Thank you, I'm jo. so sorry because we are we I'm are running literally out of time. we've got less than a minute left Joanne and I would love for you to just give us um, some information on in the, in 30 seconds where we can, uh, where find can people find you um, how can they get in touch and where can they see you next thank
1: you Right, um, the best way to get hold of me is either Madam Cesar on Facebook yep Uh, my email is madamsazard or rather case of one word at gmail.com yes Uh, my phone number is flapped all over the internet but please don't ring at two o'clock in the morning okay lovely Um, thank you so much
0: brilliant thank you namaste everybody thank you for listening circle podcast don't forget to find us on our official facebook page until next time have a good time all of the time